Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I'm watching the news this weekend and it hits me again. I'm, I'm, I'm out to, uh, to dinner with my wife yesterday, Sunday night, after watching all the news. Had a pretty slow weekend this weekend. Happy Father's Day, by the way, to all the fathers out there, including my father, John, your great dad. Great to have you in our lives. And that's still pretty, pretty healthy, still going. But I'm sitting there at dinner with her. I'm eating a piece of salmon and a bunch of nice people around, including a local lady running for officer and who we really like. And I'm like, my gosh, they just never learned from their mistakes. Something happened overseas. We don't get into a lot of foreign government, foreign policy stories on the show because there's so much happening domestically. But this is a big story. It, it just ties in with they never, ever learn their lesson on the left, ever. We are doomed to this cycle on the left, not on the right, of doing stupid things that get people killed and their lives destroyed. And they just keep doing them. It's a big story. And it's all the more shocking given that area of the world. I'll get to that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and the government spying on you? Get a VPN. Go to ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Monday. I've got that. I've got another story about um, woke Hollywood getting smacked in the face and like playing stupid Joe. I don't know what happened. No idea. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so dumb. Got that. Fauci's back as well. And Adam Schiff claiming to have evidence again. We'll get to that. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go. All right, Dano. Here we go. Yes, we do. Stack show today because it's always a busy news week and we, we, we get a pile into Monday. So as I say, I'm watching the news this weekend. It was a slow weekend, took a break, let my body kind of heal up. It's been a rough week, had all these fatty tumors removed. You can see it's starting to get, if you're watching on Rumble, I got these Band-Aids. Everything's okay, I promise you. But yeah, a little bruising, but nothing uh, nothing bad. But I feel good. And uh, you know, so I let my body heal up, and I'm watching the news, which, you know, on the weekends, I try to get away from a little bit, despite my own show airing on the weekends. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, right? It's now crystal clear, like, we are doomed. We are doomed to a cycle of stupid because liberals have zero interest in learning from their past. You know, I hate quotes, but one I bring up very often, probably too much on the show. Quotes are just like kind of lazy, uh, you know, late, it's, it's lazy radio and podcasting is what this guy said. You say it yourself. But this one I really enjoy. It's uh, the quote I bring up often from Bernard Malamud's book, The Natural, where they say, you know, uh, the girlfriend says to Roy Hobbs, we all have two lives, the one we learn from and then the one we live after that. The real path to happiness is through suffering. Folks, the problem with the left is, and the problem we're going to have to deal with perpetually with the left, and that's okay, that's our fight, nothing was ever going to be easy, is that they never learn from their last life. 
They are constantly living and bathing in the mistakes of the last life, expecting for a new outcome. Now, you may argue, which I have, by the way, and I, and I, and I, and I mean, that a lot of this is intentional. The left's destruction is intentional. But for a lot of people out there who vote for it, it's not. Does that make sense? Like the, the, the organized left in D.C. and the activist groups are destroying the United States on purpose because they think they can rebuild it in a top-down totalitarian model. But I can almost guarantee you 40, 50 percent of the Democrat Party are not doing this on purpose. I'm not kidding. They're not doing it. They're voting for it, really believing the BS because the media won't let them learn from their past mistakes. Here's what I mean. Here's exhibit A in this. So we know we're in a massive inflation crisis, a crisis that I've argued to you is going to get worse in July and August because the producer price index is high. In other words, what they're charging us on the back end, these companies, is, is still smaller than what they're paying on the front end. So very simply stated, if I'm selling you lemonade, Joe, at a dollar a glass, but I'm paying a dollar ten, sooner or later, I'm going to have to charge you a dollar twenty to recoup my costs. What I'm paying, the pretty simple math, right? Now, this is complicated. The PPI, producer price index, is a harbinger of what's to come in the CPI, consumer, us, price index. I know liberals have a tough time with this. The PPI was elevated last month at 10.6. Well, if inflation's only 8.6, it says to me there are more price hikes to come. None of this is complicated. None of this. So again, in a sane, sound world, you would say to yourself, okay, we've had months of really, really bad inflation causing dramatic pain to our citizens. People are getting kicked in the Johnson everywhere at the gas pump. I, I love telling these stories, but I hate telling these stories, but I love telling them to you because they're real. I'm at a gas pump this weekend, the Chevron near my house, right? Kid you not. There's a guy, and I, it's someone related. There's a guy in a truck in front of me. And a woman in what looked like a Honda Civic next to her. So I'm facing him and then on the other side of pump. They knew each other. I don't know if it was his daughter or what. And he's paying for both of them at the gas pump. Folks, this happened. I'm not a lefty. I don't make up stupid stories. The guy sees the thing on his thing. He's like, and I see him shaking his head. He doesn't say anything. But the daughter looks up and says, dad, whatever, like the, the cost of it. And the daughter's like, I can't believe this. I said, People just can't believe what's happening. You would think they would learn. I don't know if these people were liberals or Republicans or what, but you would think people would learn that, gosh, printing all this money really kicked people in the Johnson. Nope. Nope. Washington Post. Look for yourself. June 17, 2022. White House is exploring gas rebate cards complicated by chip shortages. It's unbelievable. So we have a chip shortage because of the push by swampy Republicans and terrible Democrats for lockdowns, which shut down a lot of these factories and closed down supply chains. This is where it never stops with the, it never, ever stops. Chip shortages are compounding the White House's effort to give people free rebate cards of gas that apparently would need the chips. So the lockdowns they push cause a shortage, which is ironically stopping the Democrats from printing more money we don't have to give you to pay for products we can't supply because the White House thought lockdowns were a good idea in conjunction with swampy Republicans, while they're also stopping producers from producing the oil they can now in even greater quantities, right? While they want to give you free money to buy gas that's already expensive because they gave you free money. Am I, 
It's a gavel. Who's I forget who gave us this gavel, but I figure if I crack my head, is it going to like rattle things around? And I'm, you know how, Joe, remember when we were kids, transistor radios and stuff like that? If they didn't work, you shook them, right? You shook them a little bit and they worked. Is that maybe if we, the head needs to be like rattled a little? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand like how. So they printed too much money to chase products we don't have. They want to stop the production of the product while they print more money to chase the product we still don't have in great and rough quantities. <laughs> compounded, compounded by a chip shortage, a chip shortage because they thought lockdowns were a good idea. Folks, listen to me. The Biden administration can print all the gas cards they want. The more they print, the more you will pay. You will pay. To the liberals listening to my show, I am begging you to open your eyes for one moment and please try for once in your sorry, pathetic lives. Please try for once to learn from your mistakes. We are here precisely because you printed money. Printed money we didn't have. Inflation is a global crisis. It is a global crisis because people around the globe, governments, are running record deficits after COVID where they printed money too. That's called a pattern in some limited circles that call that a clue. But you'll never learn. Printing money caused you economic suffering. Now you want to print more. Free gas cards for everyone. It's not free, kids. It's not free. You may get that card for free, but that inflation crisis is going to make you pay. Either way, you will pay. Either way. Now, I know I mentioned a foreign policy story. I don't talk about foreign policy a lot in the show again because there's a lot going on domestically. It's not that I'm not interested in it. I'm actually kind of fascinated by it. But you know my wife, uh, Paula, is Colombian. Uh, for the left, I mean, she's from Colombia with two O's. That means the country. Now, there are lefties listening. We've got to go slow. Not Colombia, South Carolina. We have to go very slow here. So I follow Colombian politics. I spent some time in Colombia myself. Fascinating, beautiful country. It's a country that was finally starting to see some solid, strong economic growth. Tech industry was moving down there. Tourism was picking back up again. And as I said, Joe, you can always count on leftists to repeat their same mistakes and live that first life over and over again. That first life you never learn from over and over and over. Gustavo Petro, who is a devout socialist thug communist loser, and an ex-guerrilla, guerrilla rebel, won the runoff to be Colombia's first leftist president. It, it, now, why do I bring up Colombia? Because, again, having traveled there multiple times, been to multiple cities in Colombia, my wife having grown up there, my mother-in-law having grown up there most of her adult life, obviously, she keeps in contact with friends in Colombia. And Colombia's got a problem, Joe. You know what the problem in Colombia is? They're getting a ton of migrants from Venezuela. They are flooding Colombia. Now, why would Venezuelans be flooding into Colombia? They're flooding into Colombia to get away from the socialist dictator in Venezuela. So Colombia, which has a problem trying to assimilate all of the Venezuelans trying to escape communism and socialism in Venezuela now vote in their own communists in Colombia themselves. Now you'll see a reversal. Venezuelans will be leaving Colombia to go back to Venezuela. Like, hey, you know what? Listen, we're already familiar with this old communist over in Venezuela. We don't need the new guy here. 
Again, I'm sitting there with Paula. I'm in this restaurant. She gets the beet salad or something like that. Beet and goat salad. Very, very, oh, beet and goat salad. She likes it. I get the salmon, eating my vegetables too. My daughter gets the steak. She really likes it. And we're looking at each other as we're talking about this story. And we were going to travel to Columbia at some point. And now she's like, forget it. Forget what's the point. You're going to see expropriation of business now, corruption, confiscation of people's assets, the economy collapse. You're going to see poverty. You're going to see depravity. And folks, I, I hate to say it, but you did it to yourselves down there. You did it to yourselves. That 50 plus percent of the population voted to destroy their own country is one of the saddest damn things I've ever seen. Now, are you expecting these people to course correct? Remember the quote. We all live two lives, the one we learn from and the one we live after that. Well, we don't all live two lives. It's a great quote. Conservatives, libertarians, smart Republicans, and smart Democrats live two lives. Idiots, the left, do not live two lives. They live one life where they keep repeating the mistakes of the first life over and over and over again. Here's another example of a moron. Here's Brian Deese. He's an economic advisor to President Biden. He's doing this on purpose. Brian Deese is not dumb. He's not. I'd love to tell you he's dumb, but he's not. He's actually a very smart guy. Brian Deese knows full well, because he's not an idiot, that the printing of money, free gas cards, stimulus, porculous packages, and giving money to people they don't have was going to cause mass inflation because he's not dumb. So you'd think Brian Deese would say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a wrap on spending. We're going to get a wrap on, we're going to put a cap on spending, and we're going to institute tax cuts to create a demand for investment again in the economy. Nope. Here's Brian Deese, questioned even on one of these left-wing weekend shows. They say, hey, this package you guys are putting together, more spending and taxes, is this really a good idea? Deese like, yeah, bud, <laughs> it's a great idea. Here, check this out. If we can do a package like that, we can move forward in the near future. It will not only help in lowering prices, but it will send a signal to the markets and the global economy that the United States is really deadly serious about taking on this. Hiking taxes isn't going to change the price of milk. When and how are you actually putting forward this package? The package has been uh, debated. It's been worked through. Uh, it failed back when Build Back Better's version of it. So if inflation is the number one priority right now. When are you scheduling a vote to do the things you just laid out? We're working very closely with congressional leadership, with Senate leadership on that. Stuck in his first life, Brian Deese. They will never, ever learn. They are actively hurting you, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that they're not helping. You understand the difference, right? I mentioned it a lot. There is a substantial and distinct difference between malfeasance and misfeasance. Misfeasance is... Say, you know, someone falls on you in the sidewalk, you don't help them up. It's bad, right? Misfeasance. Malfeasance is actively participating in the horror. Someone falls on the sidewalk in front of you, they get up and you punch them in the face. They're both bad, but there is a distinct difference in degree between malfeasance and misfeasance. Do you understand what they're doing right now is malfeasance? Brian Deese is not stupid. He's relying on useful idiots on the left who are stupid to believe that somehow... You having less money in your wallet due to inflation to purchase resources you need will be solved by taking more money out of your pocket through taxes. How, how you believe that is so transparently idiotic, it's hard for me to digest the level of stupid it would take to believe that. And then he wants to compound the inflation price disaster causing you a resource problem by spending more money which caused the inflation crisis in the first place. He wants to do the two things that are causing your life, the horror you're in now. He wants to do those two things, and he wants to double down on them. 
No different than Colombian voters who just voted in a guy who's practicing the very same thing, causing tens of thousands of people to flee Venezuela into Colombia right now. You think the Venezuelans fleeing into Colombia would have warned them, right, Joe? Hey, folks, not a good idea. Let me tell you something. Yelp, two thumbs down on that whole communism thing in Venezuela. I uprooted my whole life to leave and start in a new country in Colombia just to get away from it. But don't worry, folks. Joe Biden, you know, he's the, he's, a, he's the leader America's been craving. Joe Biden, Captain Joe, leading that ship. This guy, he's the coach. This guy's the general. Here's Joe Biden saying, don't worry, folks. <laughs> it's not me. It's your fault. Here, check this out. The phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically, uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. There's Joe Biden. It's not me. It's you. Like every good leader, right, Joe? The, the buck never stops here. You've heard that expression, right? Don't stop the buck here. Make sure the buck never stops here. Don't put the buck on my desk. You've heard that, right? Here's Captain Joe leading his team. Here, one more study uh, story, excuse me, to show you how they will never, they have zero interest, the left, from learning from their mistakes. It is up to us on this show to put out the facts and data, studies, data, facts, to prove to you that their model's not just misfeasance, it's malfeasance. So the Democrats and the left always claim to do what? Support equality, equity, diversity, equity, inclusion, even have DEI initiatives for it. Well, don't you find it odd that the worst economic equality in the entire country is in, wait for it, story by Julia Johnson, Washington Examiner in the newsletter today, Washington, D.C. and Illinois, Illinois, Illinois and Washington, D.C., Two areas led by big-time conservative Republicans. I don't think so. I don't think me so. No. No. D.C., the heart of government, led by leftists forever, where Biden won, what, 85, 90% of the vote? Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C., worst economic equality around. But I thought the left was helping. They find it stunning. That when you implement high tax rates that keep businesses out, the only people that can survive are the people being paid handsome salaries by the government in Washington, D.C., while everyone else is poor. Now, they'll never learn from their first life. I've got a video coming up in a minute of Larry Summers, again, Democrat, Democrat, a former Democrat Secretary of Treasury who has warned them repeatedly what you're doing is going to cause inflationary disasters and recession, and they keep doing it. Proving to you they'll be stuck in their first life forever, just like the Colombians who just voted in Gustavo Petro in Colombia. One of the most disturbing foreign policy stories I've seen in a long time. All right, I'll get to that video in a second. Summers is warning again. You better listen to him. Not every one of his policy prescriptions is a good one, but the man isn't stupid. All right, ex-chair, with both summer temperatures and gas prices rising quickly, you've got plenty of reasons to feel heated these days. It's been hot down here. Wasn't it hot this weekend? I was like, I know, I walked into church. I only walked like 100 feet and I was melting. 
That's why I love my X chair. My X chair's unique LMAX temperature regulation and massage features can keep me cool while I'm working. Just hit the cooling feature on the back. Can your office chair cool you off and give you a massage at the same time while you're working? If not, then get the X chair. You're going to love it. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support or DVL, you'll never be comfortable in another office chair again. Take my advice. Try X chair for yourself risk-free for 30 days. You might as well be comfortable. You're going to be in that chair for a long time. When you realize how much better your chair should be, you'll never go back. I promise. Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter X chair, B-O-N-G-I-N-O.com for $100 off your order. X chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. That's xchairbongino.com. Don't wait. Go today. Great chair. Love it. Thanks, X chair. Okay. Here is Larry Summers, again, Democrat, former Clinton Treasury Secretary, warning again on the weekend shows that we are staring in the face of a recession. Now, some of his prescriptions are a little ridiculous, including I heard him put his uh, wink and a nod on a tax hike, which makes absolutely no sense. You're having a tough time finding money to buy resources you need, like food and fuel. So let's take more money away. It doesn't make sense. But again, this is a Democrat who nailed the inflation crisis, warning about a recession. Now, if the Democrats lived two lives, the one they learned from and the one they live after that, we'd be in the second life where they'd be fixing this problem. But we don't. We live in a world of useful idiots and people who want to destroy this place. Here, check this out. My best guess is that a recession is ahead. I base that on the fact that we haven't had a situation like the present with inflation above four and unemployment below four without a recession following within a year or two. So the numbers are crystal clear, ladies and gentlemen. He just laid them out. We have not had a situation in modern history with inflation this high above four and unemployment where it's at where a recession hasn't followed. We would call that, Joe, in some limited circles, Uh, a clue. Clue based on data, history, aggregation of facts, processing information, taking in factual input to produce an output. What smart, reasonable people do. That's not the left. We're talking about a group of people a large swath of them who want to destroy the country, so it's intentional. And they don't care. It's not a warning. Larry, they're like, recession, that's what we want. And then you're talking about a class of useful idiots that vote them in, who despite mounds of evidence kicking them in the Johnson right there, oh, that hurts, they still don't walk away from the kick. Why does that hurt? Because you're getting kicked. Should I walk away? No, no, just sit there and take it. Speaking of not getting it, you know, I try to avoid Hollywood at all costs. If, if a movie doesn't have some distinctly non-woke flavor to it, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not interested. I don't want to give my money to people that hate us. So after the incredible success of Top Gun Maverick, which kept the wokeism to it, wasn't, it was, there was some wokeism in there. I don't want people to exaggerate, but it was kept to a minimum. And it was a very entertaining movie that celebrated American military power. All the things the left hates. They hate America, American military power. They hate non-wokeism. They want 62 different stories about transgenderism and and gay couples in movies. Listen, folks, people don't need to be bathed in sexuality all day, all night, all the time. Sometimes they just want to go to a movie to see a movie that entertains them. Now, Hollywood, Joe, that's their one job. Right? Last time I checked, like your job is entertainment. The entertainment space, I'm just checking. Yeah, entertainment. Like your job is yeah. to create semiconductors, right? Entertainment, okay, got that. 
So after the success of Top Gun Maverick in this post-COVID era, you think you'd say Hollywood people interested in making money would say to themselves, gosh, there's a formula here. Don't crap all over America. Don't bury people in wokeism and maybe we can make some money. Nope. Nope. So of course, Disney, uh, well, is that, a, is that actually Disney? It is. It's Pixar's Disney, right? So they made this movie, Lightyear, about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, of course it's Disney. It's a, there's a Lightyear thing at the, uh, at the Disneyland, right? They made this movie, Lightyear, about Buzz Lightyear. And of course, because it's a movie for kids, for kids, they had to include a gay kiss in it, as if that has anything to do with a movie for kids. Amanda Prestigiacomo at the Daily Wire. Here's the story. It'll be in my newsletter. Gay kiss included woke Toy Story spinoff, Lightyear, struggles at box office. Now, I must say, reading the news this week, and again, preparing for the show, watching the lefty entertainment writers spin and do verbal jujitsu, explaining 7,000 different reasons why Lightyear didn't do well, despite the fact that a lot of parents just don't want these sexuality themes in movies. Gay, straight, they don't care. They don't want to see it in movies. They want their kids to be able to go to movies and not be inundated with this stuff. Almost none of them outside of the Daily Wire mentioned this topic. Folks, this was so predictable. But again, when you're stuck living in your first life, where you keep making the same mistakes, remember the Disney lady and those videos that surfaced? Oh, we try to sneak in yeah. uh, queer themes all the time. Queer themes. These are kids. You just want to go see movies about a fake space hero in an astronaut outfit shooting bad guys or aliens. You could, I'm really, I'm, I, I would, I'm just, I refuse to take my kids to see stupid stuff, entertaining this woke nonsense all the time. I don't need sexuality in the movies, straight, gay, none of it. I don't need that for my kids. If you want it and you're on the left and you want your kid to go to drag queen story hour and watch a bunch of uh, sexuality in movies designed for five-year-olds, you knock yourself out. I'm a capitalist. If there's a market for that, have fun with it. Clearly, there's not. I'm not I don't want to make big, bold predictions about this. The movie just might be, did you see it? Was it bad? It was bad. Well, you know what? Because I, I don't like making big prescriptions about things. Maybe the movie's just bad. I don't know. But I'm basing it on a series of movies recently, not just this one, where woke themes are secreted into the movie and people just avoid it. I'm a free marketeer. Knock yourself out. Have fun. Have fun with it. But you're not going to have fun with our money. All right. While we're at it, might as well double down since we're not learning anything from our prior policy prescriptions in the past. Fauci's back. <laughs> Can we keep this guy off the media? Keep him and Brian Deese out of the media cycle, right? Every time this guy is on a media show, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Please, Dr. Fauci, it's been 81 years. You've been in government for 80 of them, I think. Please, it's time to move on. Fauci was on the weekend shows again this weekend. Again, while we're on this theme of, you know, live from that, you know, we all have two lives and one we learn from and the one we live after that, how that's not true. We don't all live them. Fauci does not either. Fauci should see the movie Moneyball, we reference often, where the Brad Pitt character in the movie says to the guy, if that guy he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? The Moneyball theory is gold. I think everything you need to know about life is in the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler, and in Moneyball. Everything. Everything you need to know. 
Do a little homework on the back end. Listen to that song. Watch that movie and you will be aces for it. Okay. Fauci's not one of those guys. Fauci does not, he does not align himself with the, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good theory? So Fauci has been pushing masks indoors. They've been pushing outdoor masking for eons now. Yet this continues to, the pandemic continues to go on. We've had some successes with therapeutics. We've had some successes in treatments. Friend of mine just got it this weekend. Luckily, no, no vaccine, nothing. It was such a mild case. He thought he had allergies, but that, you know, some people do get severe cases. He didn't, right? So out of this weekend, here's Fauci again in a show recommending again that, hey, maybe this indoor masking thing, Joe, maybe we should try it for the 40th time. It'll definitely work now. Here, check this out. The more people that get vaccinated and boosted and the more people to realize the importance of when you have a high level of viral dynamics, that when you're in an indoor setting, you should wear a mask, even though the whole world, including the United States and the UK, are just worn out and tired. Has it occurred to Fauci why we're worn out and tired? No, I'm serious, guys. Has it occurred to him? I mean, I'm trying to think. Okay, here's a perfect example. It just happened to me, unintentional. I don't want to throw this in the show. I have these fatty tumors. You can see I had them cut out. They're called lipomas. Right. It's a genetic thing. I just had, and Joe, you know what works? Um, when you operate, you cut them out. So am I frustrated with it? No, I'm happy. I have a great surgeon who's a good friend who cut them out. Thank God. Why am I not frustrated with, look at, yeah, thank God. Right. Why am I not, oh my gosh, I got some stitches and some bruising on my arms, as you can see here. Why am I not frustrated? Because it worked. So why, has it ever occurred to Fauci who claims to be a scientist? That the reason people are frustrated with being told to mask is because the masking they're recommending, the masks people are wearing, cloth and these surgical masks, have not stopped this thing. By the fact, the Kansas study indicates the data is pretty horrible. Has it ever occurred to him that they're being told to do something that is not working and that's why they're frustrated? Has he ever thought that through? Does anybody talk about this? Right. Think about something as a very low failure rate, right, Joe? Antibiotics for a bacterial infection. Very low failure rate. Right. Most of the time, 90 plus percent of the time say antibiotics will clear up a bacterial infection. Why don't people go, I'm frustrated with these antibiotics. I mean, I got this bacterial infection in my ear and this dopey doctor's telling me to take Keflex. What an idiot. Why don't we say that? Because it works. Nobody says they're frustrated. Has it ever occurred to Fauci as a doctor that the reason people are frustrated is because they're being told to do something, a medical therapeutic intervention that isn't working and people know it? That has never occurred to him at all, proving again my stupid smart person hypothesis. The most dangerous people in the world are not smart, smart people. They know the limits of their knowledge. They're not stupid, stupid people. They know the limits of their knowledge. It's stupid, smart people who have no idea what the limits of their own knowledge are. Ah, they may never learn from their first life, folks. But you can force them into a second life. I'm going to show you how coming up in a second with some election information, which does not bode well for the Democrats in 2022. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right. So they may never learn the left. You know, they, they can't get into that second life. Of course, they should listen to the character from The Natural, Roy Hobbs' old uh, friend who was a girl when they were a child. But they won't. So you can make them learn. You can make them pay. You can make them pay how we make people pay in the United States. Through elections. Thankfully, we are not a tyrannical authoritarian regime where people make people pay through violence and intimidation. Sadly, some on the far left are getting to that point. But the way we make people pay for mistakes here, for leadership mistakes and political mistakes, is through elections. It is the only good way to do that. It's the only efficient way to do it. Or else you get a banana republic, a third world republic, you get chaos, death, and destruction. And I'm not interested in that. CNS News, a good piece in the newsletter today. Subscribe to the newsletter, by the way, Bongino.com. Slash newsletter will get you the best pieces of the day. It's all free. Of course, we don't spam your inbox. CNS News, Michael Chapman. There's a new Gallup poll out there. Democrats may suffer, quote, major losses in midterms like in 1994 and 2010. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read from this article in a second, just a small piece. But I want to set you up in advance. Joe, uh, flag it for me. Monday, June 20th, 926. <laughs> flag it. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Okay. Here's the narrative the left is going to put out there. Remember when Obama, uh, the midterm for a first midterm for Obama, he got smoked. I think he lost 60 seats. Well, here's the narrative the left is going to pitch after what November looks like to be just an electoral destruction for an apocalypse coming in this midterm. They're going to say, oh, well, it isn't as bad as Obama. Went. But here's what they're not telling you. And this is important from the piece in CNS. Currently, the House, U.S. House, is, comprom is comprised of 221 Democrats and 208 Republicans. In the Senate, there are 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans. The uh, vice president, of course, is the tiebreaker. Given that the party of the president, well, given that the party of the president typically loses U.S. House seats in midterm elections, an average of 23 since 1974, reported Gallup. It seems highly likely that the Republicans will win the House in the November elections. Yes. Okay, we all get that. Point I'm trying to make is that top line. Folks, we already have 208 Republicans. We didn't have anywhere close to that during the Obama time. So what's going to happen is, given that we right now most of the swing seats are already in Republican hands, you see what I'm getting at? If we don't get to 63, yeah. we were starting from a lower endpoint with Obama. I can already hear the narrative. Joe flagged it. It'll happen after we'll play it for you after election night. If let's say the Republicans win 30 seats and it's a really, really strong Republican conversation, like, well, I don't know, folks. Big disappointment for the Republicans. I mean, they won 60 plus during the Obama midterm. Yeah, folks, we were starting from a different spot. You, you dig? I'm already preparing you for the BS. You can teach them a lesson at the election booth, which is how we do our business here. The media will learn nothing. They will massage it the day after. They'll acknowledge it was a bad day. Well, it could have been worse, though. 
No, it can't get worse for them. This is the worst it's going to get. What about the Senate side? Decent article in the Hill talking about the Senate, the seven Senate seats that are most vulnerable. I'm not going to go through all of them, but the Hill article is a good one. It talks about Pennsylvania. Uh, These are the three I find the most interesting. Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona. I think Nevada and Arizona are golden opportunities in this cycle to flip a now blue United States Senate seat to red. Mark Kelly and Masto in Nevada are in real, real trouble. I think Blake Masters is the guy in Arizona. I think in, uh, in Nevada, Adam Laxalt, who won the primary, I think he's a great candidate. Also, one more seat on our side, which may be a little bit of trouble for us, but I want to give you a full spectrum of what's going on so I don't play the Democrats' role like, hey, uh, Moneyball theory, you know? I like to learn from stuff, too. We could be in trouble in Pennsylvania. It's currently a Republican seat. Pat Toomey occupies it. He is a Republican. Toomey won in an upset. Uh, His seat was it 12 years ago. Toomey is leaving. That's an open seat now, and it's Fetterman versus Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, I hope he wins, but that seat looks like it could be trouble. We'll see. All right, moving on. Folks, there's not going to be any course correction from the left, though. They are too infected with TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome. They hate Trump so much that they have to be looking at the numbers I just told you. They have to be. That piece from CNS News, I encourage you to read it. It's in the newsletter. It goes through a series of approval rating polls, what happened when the president's approval and Congress approval was here. Facts, data. Data and facts matter. That's what we do here. That's what makes you different listening to this show than these dunce liberals who listen to these crazy liberal shows. It goes through a series of data points. When the president's approval rating is X, Joe, and congressional approval is Y, then Z is the outcome. It's happened over and over. So when the president, Biden, and congressional approval is as low as it is now, we have typically seen this. You would expect the sane person on the left who processes data to say, sounds like we're in trouble. They don't process information like that. They're doing this on purpose. They're still stuck in their first life. And in their first life, which they should have learned from, they are obsessed with Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the he destroyed the left. There's a, there's a number of reasons why beyond the scope of this show. We've gone into it ad nauseum. Just a quick sum up. You know, one of them is he just doesn't owe them anything and he doesn't listen to the establishment. So they have no mechanism to control him. They are, they are horrified and terrified that Donald Trump could come back. So rather than digesting the low presidential and congressional approval and saying, hey, this whole January 6th thing and other stuff, this really isn't working out for us. Maybe we should course correct and start focusing on inflation, growing the economy, controlling the border. Folks, I'm not kidding. You may say, Dan, please don't give him this advice. Listen to me. They are not going to take it. It doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, if they were to do that, the Democrats could stave off massive election losses in November. If they came out tomorrow and had the sister soldier moment, they won't do it. They are obsessed with January 6th. So obsessed that they've appointed a series of clowns, jokers, and losers to the January 6th committee in an effort to gaslight the media, to make you believe there's evidence Donald Trump uh, had a coup plan to overthrow America. Here is Adam Schiff, the clown prince of misinformation, a man who has repeatedly claimed to have evidence about debunked 
discredited conspiracy theories in the past. I'll play that video for a second, Hat Tip Media Research Center. Here is Adam Schiff yet again claiming he has evidence that January 6th was some big plot to overthrow the country. Check this out. Hearing will include evidence about Trump electors in battleground states who submitted fake electoral college ballots, even though Trump lost these states that we're talking about. We have already heard that campaign officials, Trump campaign officials, were involved in that. Do you have evidence that the former president himself was involved? Uh, yes, we'll show evidence of the president's involvement uh, in this scheme. Uh, we'll also, again, uh, show evidence uh, about what his own lawyers uh, came to think about this scheme. Uh, uh, proving my point, they're stuck in their first life. They've gone to bat with this guy before on the collusion thing. He humiliated them over and over, Adam Schiff, humiliated the Democrats repeatedly, claiming to have evidence about collusion that was roundly debunked and discredited and mocked by every sane person who looked at it. And what do they do? Proving they will never course correct. This, he lo- Nancy Pelosi and him love each other. She trots this same idiot out again with the January 6th committee to make more discredited debunked claims that he has evidence that Trump was going to collude to destroy America. Hat tip media research center. Here's a brief minute collage here of Adam Schiff repeatedly lying and claiming he had evidence of Russian collusion that never, ever happened. Check this out. So you have seen direct evidence of collusion. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. A growing body of evidence of uh, obstruction of justice. Uh, And more than that, George, we're going to insist on the underlying evidence because there is certain uh, evidence that is only in the hands of the Department of Justice that we can't get any other way. There were searches conducted, for example, of Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Uh, there's no other way to get uh, the information that was seized except through the department. And we can't tell the as, country fully what happened without you, it. There is circumstantial evidence of collusion. There is direct evidence, I think, of deception. We already do know what happened. The evidence of the president's misconduct is already overwhelming. We are still investigating and new evidence has continued to come to light. I certainly think that the evidence that's been produced um, overwhelmingly shows serious misconduct by the president again (laughs) we all live two lives right yes one we learn from and the one we live after that except we don't all live two lives some people keep living the same failed life over and over again and that's people like adam schiff they will never learn that's why you have to stop them at the ballot box i get it it's not going to solve all your problems i've said it repeatedly Republicans are not the answer to all your problems, but the Democrats right now are the cause of all your problems. For that, I have zero doubt. Right? Here's what I got coming up. Of course, they were lying about the Ministry of Truth. Is Biden making a move on your ammunition and for your firearms? A Breitbart story, and I want to end today, no matter what happens, even if we don't get some of these stories in, I want to end with this video of Sonia Sotomayor. I want to give her credit. Don't laugh. No, I'm not kidding. I, I think she... It was a nice gesture this week. They could go a long way towards getting Democrats and Republicans to kind of take the temperature down a little bit. So uh, listen for yourself. Let me know what you think. Okay, first, just a quick update. 
You're not wasting your time here, segment. I hate to keep telling you that, but I never, ever want to waste your time. My value added to you is to solve the problem you have. You don't have a lot of time to research all the stuff. I told you, if you're going to spend an hour with me every day, I'm going to tell you what they're doing before they do it. The Ministry of Truth, the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Disinformation Governance Board, which has now been morphed into the Kamala Harris Disinformation Governance Board. The intention was always to monitor you. Liberals said, well, man, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> they said it's to monitor foreign threats. I said, my gosh, you're really that stupid? You must be living in that first life. It's, of course, to monitor you. It was always to monitor you. Casey Harper, just the news. Lawmakers say whistleblower memos show Homeland Security Chief misled Congress about the disinformation board. Remember when they asked Alejandro Mayorkas, our DHS secretary, will American citizens be monitored? Well, Mayorkas responded unequivocally, folks, no, adding that we at the DHS don't monitor American citizens, the letter said. He went on to suggest that the board would be concentrating on foreign threats. Of course, it was laughable to people like me that warned you that they were coming after you. Well, the talking points prepared by Nina Jankowitz, Scary Poppins, who was then the board's executive director, appear to show that the department does, in fact, monitor American citizens and that the board's work is concentrated on domestic threats. <laughs> the verdict is in. You're just not wasting your time here, folks. None of this was hard. I'm not going to beat that story to death. I told you that's what they were doing. That is what they're doing. It's what they're doing now because the left wants what Colombia has right now, a new totalitarian authoritarian regime that can take away individual liberties and expand government power at your expense. First life be damned. Keep leading it over and over again. You absolutely cannot trust these people. Whatever they tell you, you can assume the opposite is true. Now I'm going to warn you about another one. Joe, you've already flagged the show, so well, flag it again. Monday, June 20th, 940, two flags. Flag it! Thank you. Absolutely cannot trust these people. Headline, uh, what's our theory on how to read headlines about leftists? Flip the headline around, and you'll find out the headline that's true. So here's the headline that's in the Washington Examiner first. White House denies claims from gun group that ammo ban is under consideration, which means what? The White House is definitely considering an ammo ban. Just flip it around. Right. The dipsy do flip a That is what's happening. So I've heard from people that this has been bandied about. Whether it happens, I'm not sure. It depends on you, again, contacting your congressmen and senators, uh, which you should do today. Say, hey, is there some kind of ammo ban under consideration? The Biden administration from the Washington Examiner story supposedly informed Winchester, an ammo company, that, quote, the government is, quote, liberals, by the way, that means this happened. The government is considering restricting the manufacturing and commercial sale of legal ammunition produced at the Lake City, Missouri facility. A spokesman for the NSSF said, told the Washington Examiner on Friday. Now, the White House is denying the claim. I will give you both sides. The White House also denied the claim that the Ministry of Truth was going to be surveilling Americans. That turned out to be false. Um, I don't believe them one bit. The left has a strategy here with firearms. They don't think they can ban these firearms directly because it'll never get past the Supreme Court. It won't. It just won't. So they're doing what's been known as, uh, in the past, the death by a thousand cuts approach. That if they can make ammo more expensive, if they can restrict features on firearms, if they can restrict where you can carry your firearm, and if they can make it economically unfeasible for you to own a firearm, then why ban firearms? You've done it by de facto, not de jure processes. Here's another one. You think I'm messing with you? Try to restrict ammo. 
Like I said, the White House is denying it, but we'll see. They've denied a lot of things. They also uh, uh, told you that this is the same White House that told you a bunch of border agents whipped people on the border. Same idiots. L.A. Times. California bill would require gun owners to buy liability insurance. Well, 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 well. Remember the misfeasance, malfeasance distinction I brought up earlier? You know, I just find it odd, again, that these suckers on the left, these useful idiots, continue to believe that this party, the Democrats, are in it for the little guy. You understand this liability insurance thing? This is their new push, death by a thousand cuts, which will impose a cost on firearm ownership, a constitutional right, because you wouldn't be able to buy a gun or own a gun legally without this liability insurance. Who do you think that's going to impact the worst? You think it's going to impact me? Again, I don't support these things regardless of the cost. But assuming they pay, you think it's going to impact uh, folks? I'm just being candid with it. I won't even notice it. The cost. I would definitely fight against the policy. Who's it going to affect? Could it affect the middle class and the poor? By the way, it's a great way to institute a red flag law. To, oh, oh, oh my, no. What if an insurer rejects you for liability insurance? Oh, red, red, red flag. Stop, stop. It's a conspiracy. It's a trap. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. That'll never happen. I mean, the left never thinks two steps ahead like that. Gosh, insurance, that would be great because then an underwriter could deny them and then that could be used in a red flag petition. Man. Forget I just said that. Again, it's a conspiracy theory. All right, one last story and then a video to end the day on kind of a good note. Good note about Sonia Sotomayor. I kid you not. Listen, I'm in the new rules, okay? But I'm not dumb either. We can turn the temperature down. We should. I don't need these lefties hating everyone all the time. They're getting violent out there. You're seeing it right now with this abortion debate. So I'll get to that video in a second. But this quick story in the newsletter. Folks, the identity politics card the left is playing is going to get harder and harder moving forward to play. It's going to get really hard to play. Uh, why? Well, folks, the answer is obvious. Again, if you're in your second life and you're a liberal, you're realizing telling people that the Republicans hate Hispanics and immigrants is probably a really stupid approach going forward, considering Hispanic voters are moving in droves towards the GOP. They're not believing it. Here, Breitbart is a great article. You know about Myra Flores. She just won that congressional seat. A Mexican-born immigrant to this country. One as a Republican. She's married to a Border Patrol agent. She won a seat we haven't won in 100 years, the Republican Party. But there's two others. One of them I had on my show, Cassie Garcia. Hispanic-American female Republican candidate in Texas 28. Also, Monica De La Cruz. Same thing, running in Texas 15. Hispanic-American female. Americans, I hate the hyphenated crap. They don't think of them that way. But the left loves these stupid categories. You understand how hard it's going to be to keep playing this identity politics routine against the GOP when the GOP is populated with minority voters who vote for conservative values? It's just not going to get any better going forward. Now you see why. Obviously, they're focused on suppressing Spanish language conservative radio, a story I focused on endlessly. All right, last story. Listen, we need some more of this, okay? Uh, Sonia Sotomayor, who is a dreadful justice, I'm sorry in my opinion. I, it, it's not personal. It's just commenting on how bad her ju the judicial skills are. They've been terrible. But I want to applaud her for coming out this weekend in front of a group of what appears to be a lot of left-leaning uh, uh, people in the judicial space who are interested in what she had to say. 
And she was given the opportunity to speak about Clarence Thomas. Now, this was, if you know, if, if you're a lunatic, this was a golden opportunity, if you're a lunatic, to trash a great man, an American legend, one of the greatest Americans ever to live, Clarence Thomas, because what's the penalty, Joe? If she's a lefty, which she is, Sotomayor, she trashes Thomas. They all celebrate how great she is. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't care what the right thinks anyway. But she didn't do that. So again, credit where credit is due. Here's Sonia Sotomayor. This goes on for about two minutes. I just cut about a minute of it. Taking the opportunity to say, listen, we have differences, okay? But uh, this is a good man, and he cares deeply about the country. And uh, I appreciate her doing this. Check this out. I have probably disagreed with him more than with any other justice. That we have not joined each other's opinions more than anybody else. And yet, Justice Thomas is the one justice in the building that literally knows every employee's name, that they, every one of them. And not only does he know their names, he remembers their families' names and histories. He's the first one who will go up to someone when you're walking with him and say, is your son okay? How's your daughter doing in college? He's the first one that when my stepfather died, sent me flowers in Florida. He is a man who keeps, cares deeply about the court as an institution, about the people who work there, but about people. All right. I ref- yeah, all right yeah. is right. All right is right. And you know what? I refuse, as I'm sure you do too, Joe, to let my anger get the best of me, like the left did with Trump, where they do stupid things just because they're mad. Say, eh, you know, screw yeah. her. Eh. No, good for her. She's going to continue to, you know, legislate from the bench like she plans on from the because that's what they do but you know what we don't have to make everything personal this is not a third world republic and i'm not going to let my anger get the best of me where i just trash these people and say oh that crap doesn't matter no it does matter you know what a bunch of lefties in that room probably heard from the first time that clarence thomas is a good and decent human being we need some more of that so i want to leave you on a good note it's a monday it's a summer we're going to be bringing some more positive stories because i think this country's about to turn around for the better I'm not kidding, folks. I'm sure of it. All right. Don't miss the radio show later. I got coming up on the radio show. I'm excited about this. Harriet Hageman. Who's that? She is the candidate running for Congress against the dreadful Liz Cheney in Wyoming. So you're not going to want to miss that. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We had a great week the week before. We dropped a little bit this past week. I need your help. It's the subscriptions that drive us up those podcast charts. It makes it easier for others to find us. You show up in the top shows. Um, we dropped a few spots this past week. I don't know if it was this summer. It's free to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and always on Rumble. Please, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can watch the video version of the show there. Thanks. See you later. You just heard Dan Bongino.